Well, hello again. This is Phil Congdon. I'm pastor of New Braunfels Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas. This is Assured by Grace. And I'm here with Danny Woodward, uh, who's a leader in the church. And uh, we're we're going to be spending some time again today finishing up uh, a discussion we started last time where we're talking primarily about men. We're talking about the issues that are facing men and what men need today. What, what men who are Christians or men who uh, just in society and, and with the pressures that they're dealing with, what the church needs today. Uh, and we're always looking to the church to fix things. And we're looking these days, it seems like everybody's looking for the coolest church or the, you know, the hippest church, something that, you know, really makes them feel good. The seats are comfortable. The music is great, the, you know, whatever. And, and yet the church really isn't a collection of things that I want for me. It's not like going to uh, the food court at the mall and saying, well, what do I want today? Really, going to church, there's an audience of one, and that audience is God, the creator of the universe, the lover of every one of us who sent his son to die for us. And we are assured of our relationship with him by grace. It is his grace that revealed to us that Jesus, as his son, paid the price for our sin. We believe in Jesus. We receive that. We have a relationship with him. But that is, in Scripture, it's called being born again. And obviously, if you're born, the idea is that you're going to grow. And this is where you go from being a, a lad uh, to being a young man to being a real man. And I, I think this is a struggle today. There are a lot of boys who grew up in the church or maybe got exposed to something. And maybe, uh, you know, along the way, they've had a couple of um, uh, further experiences with the Lord. But somewhere along the way, it started to wane. And culture today is going to be pulling every one of us men away from the Lord. Um, you've you've grown up. Uh, you've seen guys that you know probably that that have grown up that know the Lord that have trusted in Jesus as their Savior, but have struggled. And uh, I mean, it, how prevalent is that today? Well, I think it's ubiquitous, man. I think. Every town you go to, you're, mm. you've got guys that are oh. in that position. I think that, uh, I mean, that was where I was when, when I when I met my wife and 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 we started dating. You know, it was it's just it's just and and I tell you what, the the pressures uh, on guys these days to to be if you want to call it backsliding, if you want to call it just you know, carnal Christianity, call it what you I will. just call it running in place. Some of them, a lot of, you, it, you yeah. know, they're, they're not going to church, but Hey, I'm still a Christian. And you know, if you're not, if you're not, listen, there's the way I see it, there's, there's uh it's pretty simple. Either you're, you're going up or you're going down guys. Yeah. You can't, you can't sit on the bubble. Yeah. You, there's nothing like that. So, um, I think that there's a lot of guys out there that, uh, they they've just kind of given up on the whole concept yeah. of of growing in Christ and and that's sad because in our culture we're at a we're knocking on the door of of some major changes yeah and and not only that but you know 
we talked in the last podcast about how you know, a lot of guys are distracted and, and maybe those guys that are kind of my age and in their middle of their life, you've got kids, you've got a wife, you've got a house. You're distracted by the things of this world, by the wealth that you're, uh, you're, you're seeking or you're pursuing. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I mean, look at our economy where we're inflation is going through the roof. Um, things are not looking great. Uh, and, and I hope I'm wrong about that. I hope that, you know, people can afford things and, and all of that stuff. But the reality is, is that our, our standard of living may be changing. And if that changes, Phil, and you've got all of these guys that are pursuing those things, yeah. you know, that's going to be a hard pill to swallow. I think that if our, if, uh, as men, if our values in life are based in something, acquiring something or achieving something or experiencing something in this life, it doesn't matter if you get them. Um, okay. Now what? Yeah. If you don't get them, you're going to be pursuing them. It's that old Pascal, uh, the, the thing that he said, you know, that there's a God shaped vacuum inside every one of us. We spend our lives trying to fill it. You can never fill it with anything but God. And, and that's, that's something that, uh, as men, we've got to, we've got to move beyond, you know, I'm going to be happy because I marry this girl or I, get this job or I make this much money or I have these kids or, you know, what we're going to find out in real life, you're going to have a lot of disappointment. And I suspect that there is, uh, um, there are harder times that are going to be coming. And if you as a, a man uh, are a Christian, this is the time to be growing strong. Um in the Old Testament, one of the prophets uh, was writing to Israel, and he said, you know, if you have stumbled with the foot soldiers, what will you do when the horsemen come? And that's that's a question for every Christian man to be asking himself. Right now, it isn't, it isn't terrible here. There are places in the world where if you were a Christian, you could be put in prison, put to death uh, just for your faith in Christ. But here, you've got an opportunity right now. You can go. You can worship the Lord. You can meet with other men. You can study his word. You can do that. Are you doing it now? Because you've got foot soldiers now, but the horsemen are coming. Well, and, and I can tell you, guys, if, if y'all are listening, and, and girls too. I don't want to leave out the girls. Whoever's whoever's on board, This I think this resonates to everybody. If you're a young person and and, and the things in this world are just creeping up on you they've got your hooks in you mm-hmm. and you know what i'm talking about if you're there because because it, it's just it's everywhere right if that's the case right now and you live your life like that i can tell you from experience i lived the early part of my 20s like that there's nothing that you can look back on and, and say man that that was fulfilling yeah it's just gonna it's gonna vanish it, there you have an opportunity now to grow closer to God, to, to begin to experience life, living for a creator that loves you and, and who's going to stick with you come what may. This is an exciting time. This yeah. is a time. This is the end times. We're, we're getting close to that. And, and it's a time when you can, you can make a real difference for, for Christ uh, 
by living for him, standing for him in this world. And, and that's a, a difference that's going to be an eternal difference. So I think a lot of people today, a lot of young guys, my generation and younger yeah. are looking for a cause, Phil, and there's no greater cause than the cause of Christ. Yeah. And I, uh, again, there's so many things that they're important. I know that young men, I have sons who are, who are young men going through their college and early career, um, sort of finding their way but yeah for for those those men in, in this society and especially for those who know the lord you're assured by grace yeah you're a you're a believer in jesus let me just say that there are a lot of things that you can be pursuing uh a career uh, you know financial security a family, uh, you know, and all of these things. Uh, but one of my wise profs once said that, um, he said, uh, a man climbed the ladder of success and got to the top only to discover that it was leaning against the wrong wall. Hmm. And the picture that he painted stuck with me. Uh, as a Christian man, um, is my identity going to be nothing more than my career or my experiences or how many how many things I can purchase and squeeze under a third mortgage? No, that stuff is all going to go. I've never heard a man who uh, near the end of his life looked back and said, you know, I spent too much time in prayer. You know, I spent too much time uh in devotions with my kids. You know, I spent too much time with my wife, uh, uh, you know, in church activities and, and spending time sharing Christ with others. Those weren't the things, you know what they will say? I spent too much time at the office, burning the candle at both ends for nothing. I, I just was, I was pursuing something that was, uh, it was a facade and, I missed out. So for men, for men here, yeah. primarily, but like you said, everybody, there's some good things here. This is number six in, in our series. Uh, I'm going to just read through the first five that we kind of said that what men need to get from from the church today, uh, what they need to be doing and gaining in their lives. One was they need they need the truth. The world is filled with relativism. Secondly, they need to know what real love is. Thirdly, they need to learn what it means to really be tough. And, uh, and, and as Danny, as you mentioned, you know, some of the men have just checked out on this. You know, they don't care. They're, they're, they're just going to be, uh, wimps and they don't care. But, you know, to be really tough, I think at heart, we really want to be. Uh, that is going to be a spiritual pursuit. It's not going to be money. It's not going to be athletic prowess, anything like that. The fourth thing we said was to be a real man in a world of fakes. This is authenticity. We'll come back to this again. But this means, you know, uh, you know, we've all seen people at church and, you know, they, they act really spiritual. And then we see them in some other context and, and we think, oh, brother, uh, that guy was just a phony at church. Well, what we need is people who are real men. That is that they're going to 
be leaders uh, and and it's not just going to be an act. Third, uh, fifth thing that we had was uh, getting into the stake of the word. And uh, we said, you know, this means that you're not just going to read the Bible. That's great. Read the Bible, get into reading it, but you're, you're going to allow it to start to change you too. That means you're going to dig into it. You're not just going to go to church on the Sunday morning and listen to what a pastor says and then say, well, that's my food for the week. Nah, you're going to, you're going to get in and you're going to read it on your own. The next thing that we have is this. You're going to, uh, we need men who will be both a disciple and a discipler. Now, this is a, I, I just love talking about this, but this means that every man needs to view himself as being kind of a link in a chain in the, the body of Christ, that there are godly men who I can look up to and I can learn from, and I'm going to connect with them. And then there are younger men who I can see are growing up in a world that's messed up really bad. I'm going to connect with them so that you have a purpose now. You're going to be learning from others. You you don't have all the answers. You're going to learn from others, and you're going to share with others uh, as well. Now, you're a father of young children. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is something that every dad needs to take to heart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I just, just talking with my little boy this morning, you know, it's just, it's amazing how he, he's six years old and, and the things that I don't really think he's listening to, he's, he's not only listening to man, he's, he's absorbing it. And, and then he's asking me questions about it. And it's just, it's it is uh, humbling to realize how everything you say and everything you do in front of those little babies is being watched and it's being imitated and, uh, and it's being really thought about. So, uh, so yeah, if you've got little ones, um, you know, and you know, this too, it's, it's the, uh, the one of the highest callings you can have yeah. is, is to, Train them up in the Word of God. Let me say something to to other. They're going to probably a lot of the men might hear this aren't married. You don't have kids. Um, uh, let me say, it's no different. Start now, and you'll be ready when you do. If you do have kids, but it's not something that happens automatically. A lot of dads are struggling trying to figure out how to do this because they've never done it. Start now. Here's what I would suggest. I I was single when I. Uh, first um, got out of seminary and went to a church that uh, I was uh, working with the youth there and it wasn't a great church. Um, uh, but I knew I needed, I needed something to help me keep growing. I just couldn't do it all on my own. And I got together a group of men. Uh, I picked them out. I'll be honest. Uh, I spent a couple of months and, uh, I observed and I said, you know, there, that guy's real and that guy's real. And this guy is, is serious about the Lord. And that guy looks like he's got his feet on the ground. And I went and I asked these guys, there were five of us, uh, we got together and I asked him, will you, would you be willing to get together with me every week? And we're just going to, we're going to memorize some scripture together. Uh, we're going to do Bible study together and we're going to pray together. 
And those guys saved my life. Now, the, there's a little bit of a other story to this, and that is that uh, one of those men, uh, I married his daughter. That, that was not a plan. I didn't even know her uh, at the time, but he was a godly man. Yeah, it was really great. She wasn't even going to the church at the time, <laughs> which is interesting. Um, but uh, I will say something. If you're a young man, uh, right now, I would encourage you, find somebody that you respect spiritually, somebody that you look at and you say, that's a guy, um, you know, it may not be a perfect guy, but you know what? I, I think I could learn something from him and just ask him, can I get together with you? I don't care what you want to do. If you want to get together and have a beer, uh, go ahead or smoke a cigar or, or, you know, just go jogging or have a Coke, whatever. But I would say get together with somebody and just let them grow in your life. Find somebody who's ahead of you spiritually. And then the second thing is, is get involved in doing that. I mean, teach some Sunday school or, or with an Awana club or, or something, kids, some kids club in the community. Do something where you're actually giving something to younger kids than you. And I think that's one of the big things that men need to do to develop manhood today. I agree. Yeah. The, and, and just what kind of to piggyback on what Phil said about getting with a mentor, guys, you got to let somebody into your life. You've got to let, and it doesn't, you don't have to listen. We're not saying that you need someone to be your priest or that, that you need to, you know, confess all of your sins to that person. There's only one mediator between, between you and God. And that's Jesus Christ. What we're saying is that you need to, you need to get somebody who is a mature believer so that you can start to live life and, and reflect that life and, and see their life reflected yeah. into yours. And, and that's how, that's how we're meant to grow. So now the next thing that we have actually may sound like it's counterintuitive to what we just said. It isn't, but it's this submit to God, not to men. You know what I find today? There's so many uh, mega churches um, and I think men almost uh, they they lose a lot of their identity and their masculinity because they go to a big church. They're just part of this huge crowd. They sit there and they listen to some really flashy, great guys. He's speaking and their spiritual life is just kind of summed up by I'm a follower of so-and-so. I want you to understand that, well, uh, as a pastor, I appreciate the fact that I have a responsibility to speak for God each week. The last thing I want is for people to say, whatever Phil says, that's me. That's where I stand. I'm good with that. That's not being a man. A man is a person who will uh, examine what the scripture says and will study them and will grow himself. And that's what I mean by submitting to God. God is the one who revealed himself through this word. So you want to submit yourself to God. 
And I, there's just one scripture that stands out here in Acts 17 when Paul was talking about the Bereans. He says the Bereans were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Why? Because they searched the scriptures daily to see if what Paul was teaching them was really true. Now, you know, if you have a pastor who says, you know, uh, I just want you to follow me and do what I say, and hey, I've got the answers. No, he doesn't. He's a man. He's just a person. God is not a man. And follow God with, with your life. And you know something, when you just you just talked about that, it, it really sprung up in my mind, Phil. Those guys weren't being Pharisees. They weren't being uh, you know, trying to tit for tat and 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 just know this and know that, know it all type guys. And they were impassioned for truth. Yeah, that's what they were. They had a passion for the truth. And yeah. you want to you want to see guys act like men have a passion for the truth. Um, I think that's what Paul was was yeah. referencing there. Yeah. Um, you know, like Jesus saying, you shall know the truth. The truth shall set you free. Um, in his high priestly prayer in John 17, he said, thy word, speaking to his father in prayer, thy word is truth. Um, and in Isaiah 40, uh, where uh, Isaiah writes, you know, the, the grass withers, the flower fades, the word of our God stands forever. So here we have something that's going to be truth beyond the bookends of time. This is truth. So, yeah, we we started off saying you need the church needs to really pursue truth in an age of relativism. Maybe here we're coming back full circle. Maybe we're saying the same thing in a different way, but that is submit to God. Don't just submit to men. Um, I have a friend who who says he reads every uh, he reads one book to tell him about every other book. He reads this book so that he can then judge every other book that he reads. And there are a lot of Christian books out there that are really good, but just be careful. Always stick with what God's Word says. Okay, now that this is kind of elementary stuff maybe in some ways, but I'll tell you what, guys, being a, a godly man, it's it's not any kind of a secret. It's going to be tough, but hey, let's be tough. That's what really means. Now, the next thing we have uh, here, the, the next point, and you know, I I like this one too. Is it's discover the satisfaction of responsibility, and in the the local church, men need to discover the satisfaction of responsibility. Uh, I remember years ago, James Dobson uh, saying that, uh, you know, in his view, he, he had a, a great view of the church in America. And he said in the church in America, 85% of the ministry is being done by women. Yeah. 15% by probably men. higher now. It, it very likely is. And men, how often do we say, well, you know, that's a, that's a junior high class. Uh, let, let the women handle that. Uh, let the women take care of this. Let the women do that. And these days we see more and more uh, women who are stepping into roles that are prescribed biblically for men. Uh, and 
God wasn't just giving us suggestions. Uh, he wanted the men to be men. And I think uh, we've seen an erosion of this. And part of that is uh, it's easy. I, I'm lazy. I'll admit it. I think most men are. We're, we're pretty darn lazy. We'd be very happy to let our wives do everything for us. Um, and it needs to be intentional that I am going to do things that maybe I, in my my physical uh, worldly self, I don't want to do that. No, I'd rather just sit at home and watch sports and, and uh, you know, whatever I want to do. But uh, God has called men to be leaders. And taking that responsibility is, is a satisfying thing. Well, one other thing I, I want to bring up here is is because if once you do begin to get involved, there is such a a a, a vacuum for manly leadership in our church in in every church. You can quickly become so involved that you start mm. to you start to neglect your other duties. And guys, your your primary duty is to your wife and to your family. That's right. So, be involved in your church. But keep the main thing the main thing. You know, you, you got to go God, wife, family, church. And, and we actually said this, you know, I don't know if it was this time or last time where we were talking about, you know, you know, be the man. You be the one that helps the kids get up and, uh, and, and get going in the morning. You be the one who gets the, your family together for devotions. You be the one who sits sit your wife down and says, let's pray together. So, yeah, it is involved with that. But it's, it's just the idea. I'm going to be responsible. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to expect other people to do something for me. I'm going to take responsibility. And that can be in a lot of different areas of life, but certainly spiritually. Number nine, be a protector and provider for your family. And I don't know if I need to say a whole lot here, but... That means, again, you're going to take the responsibility at home. And when I say protect and provide, I'm not talking about, it's great. You want to have your guns. Uh, you want to have a job and, and you want to provide financially. Super. I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about protecting them from the world and providing for them spiritually. That's a hard thing. Uh, That's hard. Um and, and I, I wonder, I mean, there are probably a lot of men who are Christians, Christian men, and their families are, they're watching their families kind of erode and fall apart. And they're wondering, well, why is that? Why doesn't my wife love me? Why, why are my kids? Why don't they respect me? Look in the mirror. Are you being responsible? Are you protecting? Are you providing? Are you the leader? Yeah, and I know I've heard it said that when you when you start to 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 devote yourself to discipleship, you start to grow in the Lord. That you're going to be attacked. Your family's going to be attacked. You guys are putting yeah. a target on yourself. It's not doesn't mean you should be afraid. It, it doesn't mean you should back down. As men, mm-hmm. we have to step up. But know that that uh, you know even more so than when you were sitting on the couch, not doing anything, you get out there and put yourself out there. 
you need to be extra special. You need to pay extra special attention to your family and, yeah. and to your kids. I mean, I think as a pastor, you could probably. It's hard with a, being a pastor because, yeah. you know, sometimes you're supposed to do everything for the church and it's your job. But you have to remember my first responsibility is to be a leader in my family. And, and but you know that doesn't mean that you know you're sitting them down and you know preaching to them or anything <laughs> like that. It just means uh, I like to say my dad he lived his life and he let me watch and live your life. And, and this is the last thing that we have to say about this. Uh, the the tenth thing would be be authentic and transparent. Uh, as men, every one of us has had our failures. We've made our mistakes, and we've done things that we regret. Be the man. That is, when you're talking with your kids, you know, and you're sharing your life with them, share with them, you know, the, the struggles that you had, the times when you, you maybe got involved in something that you shouldn't have and and that God graciously saved you out of and uh, I've I've had plenty of these and I just thank God that he's been really gracious with me and merciful with me and you be gracious and merciful with others let them know be be who you are be authentic be transparent I love it Phil I, I love the fact that you tie graciousness in with manliness that doesn't get as much uh fanfare these days but it's true uh we're going to end I, I i just jotted something down and and i want to say this to to every man out there wherever you some some of you men are going to live maybe you live in a, in a small town or, or a rural area and you say man there are just no good churches out here or maybe you live in an urban area and you say there are no good churches here uh i, I think that uh, there's no perfect church, and so don't look for that. Um, if there was a perfect church, if I went to it, it wouldn't be perfect anymore. So I, I just wrote this down. Stop looking for a good church that will make you grow. That isn't going to happen. Maybe some churches will help you grow, but no church will take the place of God, the Holy Spirit, in your life and your relationship with them. So stop looking for a good church that will make you grow. You're not supposed to plug your spiritual umbilical cord into a church. You be the man. Help other men to grow spiritually. And whatever church you're in right now will be better. So assured by grace. We're looking forward to growing, and we hope you will, too. Been Thank good. You. Thank you, Phil. See you.